Ladies, gentlemen, podcast fans around the world, reporting live from a helicopter above Gotham City, bringing you a live podcast of Better Than Most Things with your hosts, Sean and Max. <laughs> Hello, <laughs> Gotham. Thank Welcome you, Mr. to the news. E. Holy shit. This just Thank in. The guys. Joker okay. got caught again. News at 11. To my co-anchor, Sean, what else is happening in Gotham? Turns out, Ace Chemicals have been dumping chemicals in the lake for quite some time. And what do you know? They're bad for us. More in the morning. <laughs> and also, the Avatar just showed up as well. <laughs> the Avatar? The Avatar sound. Well, thank you for joining us on Better Than Most intro. Things. We're just jerking around here, obviously. <laughs> right before we went on air, Max, what'd you ask us? I was like, what's your favorite Britney Spears song? <laughs> Call us all off guard. Yeah, well, I'm trying. I was trying to, but you had actually had some in-depth answers. I don't even know what toxic is. You're like toxic. I'm like I don't know what the lyrics are to that. <laughs> I looked it up and like, oh, that's that one. I it's just know. Oops. I did it, again. it definitely has a unique sound. I'll tell you that. Toxic, toxic is a good one though. What yeah, is it right? I'm toxic. We'll play it for the intro. What's the lyric? What's your favorite lyric? Yeah, what's your favorite <laughs> lyric? Toxic. You can't even name one of them. All right, folks. Uh, have you guys seen Gilligan Island, Gilligan's Island? Yeah, Hell yeah, I have. Right? Have you yeah. ever yeah. seen them uh, try writing SOS in the sand on the beach? Yes. Mm. Yeah? For sure you've seen that. You've seen them no. do that. Yeah, okay. That's no. what I was saying, I'm not quite sure. They have more intense plans than that, usually. Oh, yeah. Nuclear generating coconuts and all sorts of weird shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but um, I've seen the movie how they got off. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I didn't know they made well, a movie. Your, oh, yeah. Yeah, you don't know shit about Gilligan's Island, son. <laughs> Dude, Gilligan's like the king of that island, and it totally was like in the some weird Bermuda Triangle-like thing, because anything you wish for happened in a weird way. I don't know. that that Gilligan's Island really was his domain. You know? It's like a beta lost. Oh, dude, yeah, I was reading my mind. I was going to say, it was like the lost island. I never but watched that show, form. but it, it sounds exactly like what you're talking about, and just make-believe and just weird crap happening because it can. Yeah. yeah. And there's always another island, too. There's always, like, one, like, right over there, too. Like, oh, it actually came from the other island, and that's just, like, the MacGuffin, practically. Like, if it's not on their island, it's, oh, yeah, the the, the other one. It's weird oh, yeah. how many celebrities just live on these other islands and how many globetrotters there are around these other islands. <laughs> I was like, they met the globetrotters and shit, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure Scooby-Doo was there. At least Casey Kasem. Um, well, you know, I think... It, they, the reason I thought they never got off the island, but apparently they did. But uh, maybe they should have tried writing SOS in the sand because it worked for three Marines that were stranded on a desert island. Oh, well, it's a tried and true response, right? So now we know it works. Right. It's a. I'm already, uh, I'm already sitting there wondering how they wrote it. Like, is it in sand? Is it with like marble? Did they, did they, did think, they make marble? Did they have a bunch of marbles? Yeah. No, it was all gold. You know, the only thing the okay. island had was gold, so they wrote it in gold, mm-hmm. but it contrasted sure. with the uh, the sand. It didn't contrast very well. So instead, they used silver, which was better, you know. They used boarheads, a bunch of boarheads. Yeah. It was littered with boars, this island. No, so what they did, they probably just dug into the... Um, sand. Yeah, dug into the sand here. Our recording okay. computer is going to piss me off. It's charging, but it thinks it's not charging. So it goes dim every once in a while. It wants to shut off. Uh-oh. 
Uh-oh. Yeah, so. Can't wait for this episode. I know. We need to get back in the studio. Yeah. This three needs those knobs, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, these Marines were stranded on a desert island in Micronesia, and uh, they came from a three-person skiff, so a little military vessel that... Uh, yes, that's middle. Yeah, exactly. John. They got... Uh, <laughs> they ran out of fuel. Or, excuse me, they got lost, and then they ran out of fuel. And drifted to one of the many desert islands of Micronesia. Oh, God. So, Micronesia. Unexplored? Um, no, I mean, they know all the islands, but, I mean, there's there's hundreds. There's no reason. hundreds there's no reason of to go. islands, yeah. Like an, is it like an island nation? Yeah, exactly. Is that what's uh, called? Micronesia? Yeah, Micronesia. <laughs> Chief exports. This is like Macroasia, they call it. Oh. It's big. No, these guys are big on micro over macro for sure. Ooh, okay. They like to control Ooh. their armies instead of worry about their uh, income and. Oh, that uh, was a expansion. That a Starcraft joke. Yeah, it really is. That was deep. Wow. <laughs> that one had layers. I was, I was trying to go Star Trek, like, oh, a macro virus, and I'm like, no one's gonna know. I'm like, so I. Was... <laughs> That's funny that you went to macro virus. I love it. No, Micronesia chief export the coconut and bananas. It's in the Pacific Ocean. Huh. And they have a uh, they have a population of roughly one hundred and twelve thousand. Hey, uh, hey, hey! hey. <laughs> and, and, and no one was on this island, though. So yeah, no one was on this particular is there one. Food and stuff, or like, how long were they there? So they were last heard from on July 29th. Now, granted, it's been a few weeks since I dug the story up, so bear with me here. Uh, they were, we're last heard from on July 29th. And then uh, their SOS was spotted by a nearby Australian Navy ship, and they sent out a copter that could land on the island on August 1st. So, oh, okay. you know, uh, one, two days. Mm-hmm. And then to limit exposure to COVID, the helicopter delivered food, water, a radio, and checked for inju- injuries, then bounced. And just left oh, them on nice. the island. <laughs> That's still better than nothing. That's hilarious. And then they spent two more days on the island until the FSS Independence rescued them. Wow. You think about that time they'd already like established dominance and like having coal under their eyes and killed one of them. Oh, one of the crew. And you know, the weak one was someone had sex with the weak one. I was going to say, yeah, I didn't even want to go there. I'm like, yeah, someone was fucking on that island. That's for (laughs) sure. Day day two or three. After the food, even like King's like the king eats first. I get the oranges and the radio. I like it. It's instant uh, anarchy. It's just instant chaos. <laughs> <laughs> Every man for themselves. Oh God. Yeah, but they were rescued. And I thought I just thought that was fun. Like you spend two days on an island not knowing if you're gonna get rescued. Then a helicopter comes and gives you some food and stuff, and it's like wait two more days. <laughs> then like then they just bounce and like, okay later. Actually, before I forget, I'll, I'll back to what we said about Gilligan's Island. I will tell you how they got off the island. Uh, do you have any theories before I go? I'll just tell you. <laughs> um, no, I wanna. I wanna say it was something super simple, like they found a flare gun and it worked for once. You know, it probably wasn't right. a it magnificent was, contraption. It was super simple. You know, all the huts they lived in that were like super mansion-like and really well built. Uh-huh. They, they tied all the huts together and it made like a yacht, and they and they sailed home. A houseboat. <laughs> yeah. And then when they got home, basically they had adventures. And long story short, it was either they didn't like home or blah, blah, blah. They ended up back on the island at the end of the 
wow. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the truth. I, but they got off by tying the huts together. So if Wood and Dowd built a badass hut, live in the island for like seven seasons, then use the hut, sail away. Boom. In case you're wondering. So I was reading something cool. I, I was talking about different stars and black holes. So this was about both. So <laughs> strap on in for this one. I like this one. <laughs> I like that little so, laughter. <laughs> <laughs> so they found the fastest known star in the Milky Way. What does the that mean? One. The fastest? It's, it's moving fastest. through space. It's moving through space faster than any other star. Yes, that we know of. Okay, how how fast Yay! is fast? Huh? Like how fast That's are we moving? Ask you. How, how fast are we moving? Yeah, like our star is moving. You know, uh, well, is rotating well, around is the center of our galaxy. Yeah. So, I mean, relative to us, I don't know. this thing must be moving faster, I'm guessing. For sure. For faster. sure it is. I really don't know. Do you have any idea how fast it's going? If you had to say, gun to your head, tell me how fast. Uh, okay. So, I read a story not too long ago about um, when the dinosaurs existed 650 million years ago, right? Or is it 65? 650. 65. 65 million? I think 65. I think 65. Okay. 65 million. Um, People are shaking their heads. Yes, 65. Yeah. 65 million years ago. Earth was on the other side of uh, the galaxy. So. Oh, in like relative position. Yes, in relative position. Okay. So that's how fast we're moving. We move half a galaxy in 65 million years. This was in percentage of speed of light. That's how fast it's moving. Oh, okay. Yeah, so this, uh, it's called S4714. Hey, hey, California. Um, it reaches a velocity for around 8% of the speed of light and or 15,000 miles per second. Wow. Wow. Which is pretty fast. 8% yeah. percent the speed of light. My guess is going to be 6. Hey. But that would have been a complete guess. So. Just 6 what? Just 6? 6. 6 Okay. <laughs> How fast is the light? Is the star going six, Bob? There we go. <laughs> which and that translates um, into miles, right? Yeah. Uh, well, no, it's eight percent speed of light, which is fifteen hundred, no, fifteen thousand miles per second. Per second. Fifteen thousand oh, wow. miles per. I was second. saying per hour. That's per second. Yeah. Which is that's really fast, dog. That's anyway, why is it going so fast? That's the faster thing. than yeah, the speed so, of sound. Oh yeah, I'd imagine. Yeah, by yeah, by yeah. quite a bit. Wow. For sure, because it's eight percent the speed of light. Yeah. Okay. Nice. For sure. Jesus. Well, the reason it's going so uh, fast though is it orbits a supermassive black hole called Sagittarius A. So it basically got caught in the. I forget what it's called. Pretty much like the, the outer limits of the black hole, and it gets getting sucked in pretty much, and it's it's reaching these, these speeds because of it. And not only does does this discovery suggest that this thing's going this fast, but it also suggests there's even more stars that are orbiting around this. Supermassive black hole too, because it was kind of hard to find this. You know, this is a, this is they say this is the supermassive black hole in the center of our of the Milky Way, because you know there's like always one in the center of the galaxy that everything's spinning around supposedly or whatever the fuck. So they're studying the ones before this. They were like the ones they could see, but somehow through data and you know not having sex for a long time, they figured out that this one <laughs> is even closer than they thought could exist, and that's why it's going so fast. And what's cool about this is. The star was uh, this type of star was proposed nearly 20 years ago, and this is like the first evidence of actually seeing it. Um, and it's um, a, basically it would be a star that's 
going around a black hole. It's squeezed by tidal forces, so it's known as a squeezar. <laughs> a squeezar. But onch. Bam. Right? That was a oh. joke, right? It's not actually a squeezar. No. They're calling it no, squeezar? Really that's well, this it's for 20 years. This is a it's a supposed thing that does exist. And this is like evidence of us of a squeezar. I think it's it's so close to the black hole, its tidal forces are being affected by it, so it's being squeezed by the black hole. And I think that's also why it's going so fast, blah 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 blah. And it's also known as a squeeze a squeezar. Huh. Squeezar is the answer. Squeezar. The the move. What was it? Moops. moops. The answer is moops. <laughs> the card says moops. Oh, uh, it's Squeezar. That's fun. I've heard of uh, Quasar. Yeah. And I guess Stellar, as in just Stellar. But like I didn't know. Stellar, yeah. I didn't know R, you know, the uh, the ending part of R is like a a word you can tack on to spatial bodies to make them sound more spacey. Well, you know why they all the end in R, right? No. Well, because pirates invented astronomy a long time ago. <laughs> And they're, you know, using the boats. Okay. The stars. The star quasar. And maybe even a squeezar. We'll find out in 20. And then, and then, so they found one, basically. And it goes fast. 8% to be the light. That's fun. I have a, uh, do you guys have metal detectors? Has anyone ever gone metal detectoring? Ooh. No, I've wanted to, but then I figured I'd be giving up on life if I started. But <laughs> that sounds cool. Sounds cool. But it's like, God, am I going to be that guy? Like, diddly dee, diddly dee, like going out and going looking for shit. Why is that but your old you person hobby? Tra- that would be my old person hobby. That's for sure. When I just give up on life, like give no fucks. And I wear the pants up to my my nipples and socks with sandals outside, <laughs> which I kind of do already. But I'll, I would do it even more. Yeah, I've never uh I've never gone out, but it always you know, we're always, we're always about the treasure hunting and whatnot, and it always seemed like a Yeah. Yeah, it's not you the, see these awesome like posts and pictures of people like I found a diamond ring or I found a this or but I hear mostly it's like you find coins and old bottle caps and sometimes you can find like old bullets, like civil war things if you find the if you go to the right areas. Yeah. Which, you know, which is like, yay, a button. <laughs> Sick. <laughs> Well, this guy in uh, the UK, Luke, he found, I guess, 100,000 lire dollars, whatever their UK version is. Monies. Monies. 100,000 monies worth of coins behind a local pub. Oh, wow. The coins date back to 1573, as far back as to 1573, and he found approximately 1,061 coins. Like a wow. ton of coins uh, covered in blood, and like there's dead skeletons on it and shit. Well, that'd be awesome. That'd be great color for the report, but unfortunately not. Did he metal detect it and then find it and like jump in like Indiana Jones and whip like go through the saws and shit? Get it? <laughs> Only a penitent man may pass. <laughs> oh, whoa, whoa! Busting out the Indiana Jones quotes. I'll get you. <laughs> Luke, uh, he, what he did was he'd been going to this pub forever. So it'd be like, you know, you guys, without saying the name, you guys know my local pub that I yes. like to frequent. And it'd be like me just one day being like, hey, let me take a look in that field behind your pub. Let me just. Krusty you know. Jacks. You're talking about Krusty Jacks, right? Yeah, Krusty Jacks. Let me just yeah. okay. troll the field behind Krusty Jacks. 
Dude, I'm uh, gonna, I like that name, Krusty Jacks. Oh, yeah. No, that's why you go there. <laughs> um, and so the guy, the owner was like, yeah, sure, go for it. And so Luke and a couple of his friends went out there with uh, his Totally mine. sober. What? Totally sober. Yeah, totally sober. You went right. out. <laughs> this is like fishing. You have to be drunk to do this. Yes. I bet suggested it, and then like three beers later, that's when they're out there. We should go out there. Like, no. Oh, maybe. All right. Um, Come on. So he used his mine lab detector. That's like going to say mind powers. <laughs> the way you just do you like mind powers. And he Sorry. just knew the treasure was there. He used a divining rod. I know, like, bro, that's cheating. Why do he have the metal detector? <laughs> so he searched the field. And uh, apparently this particular metal detector will, once it pings on something, it's of the caliber that it will tell you what it pinged on. It'll tell you if it's a class ring, if it's a set of keys, if it's fillings from a corpse, you know, it'll just, it'll tell you all that. So you can choose to dig it up or move on. And so when it pinged, it said he found a coin and he was like, okay. Wow. And then he started digging it up and he found one coin. And then he really started combing the area and he found just a shit ton. He found a huge signature. And after doing this for 10 years and probably not finding much, like this is what they're after. Right. Like, yeah, it doesn't get, he's, he only has down to go from here. Like you don't go up. Of course. Yeah. No, his hobby's done. No, he just ruined <laughs> his life by, by doing this. Yeah. But this is, yeah, that's not the, that's the dream. Once you get a metal detector, right? This right, is the yeah. end goal. You're like, yes. And so um, as soon as they found it and they figured out what they had, they went and contacted the local um, office, whoever's in charge of uh, archaeological finds or whatever. And then they've contacted the coroner for some reason, I'm guessing, because it's I have no idea. But, you know, obviously they knew what to do in the event that they Mm -hmm. did find something. And so they did. They followed those procedures and they ended up staying up for three whole days to make sure their find was going to be safe and not stolen from anybody. I thought that was genius. Like that's something. Yeah. You got to do. You have to do that. You got to protect it. Like what you got to protect, like, well, don't they only know about us? So were they already just amongst themselves? Like some the words going to get out. Well, they, they called offices. They called the coroner's office. They called, you know, so the word is out and the people Mm -hmm. who know what to do with it now know of its existence. They know it's there. Yeah. So I thought that was fun. Got to make sure to guard your coinage. I got a question. Yo. Have you guys heard of, speaking of the uh, metal detector, have you guys heard of magnet fishing? Yes. No. I got on that side of YouTube where you just start watching random shit. It's basically where they go stand on like a dock or a bridge or something with an industrial sized magnet and they throw it into a creek or a river and then they troll the magnet through the, through all the dirt and everything and try to, magnetize any treasures they can find and they pull up like old guns and stuff one guy pulled up a park one guy pulled out one of those like full-size aluminum park benches out of a beach oh it's pretty fun to watch yeah it's pretty fun to watch yeah no i've heard of it too they're like watches and shit yeah i I, like want to try it it looks pretty cheap to start up i mean it's just a magnet on a string yeah dude that'd be kind of gold coins coming up just like boom coins at the end is free money have you heard about um, the – there's like theme parks and uh, any place pretty much with a fountain right now 
is combing their fountains for all their uh, their coins in order to pay their rent. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, I saw that story the other day. I was like, oh, that's worse than most things. That's no, that's worse than yeah. ah, greasy. That's worse. <laughs> I have a separate topic that's very similar to the first one, so the, I I count them as separate. But it's funny. This one also has weird new names for different stuff. Ooh, back to the Squeezar thing. Squeezar. So we talked about Squeezars. Has some other stuff now coming out too. So I want to pick your brain about this stuff. So, so last year, a team of astronomers they showed there's a safe zone around each supermassive black hole where planets could be orbiting. And now, a University of Japan people they want to give a new name to a black hole planet, <laughs> one that would be orbiting around. So, what do you think they would call the new name for a black hole planet? Um. A negative planet, a uh, a trapped planet, a uh, doomed planet. Mister, do you have anything? The black planet. Boom! It's planet, people. Planet <laughs> oh, <laughs> with a B, not planet. It's a planet. So the new name to these black oh, hole man. planets is planets. Oh, and my God. who came up with this? Name? And uh, University of Japan people. And they worked out that these planets might form from the grains of dust swirling around the black hole. Planets. And we heard about squeezars already going around <laughs> the stars. <laughs> so we got some bl- black holes, got some funny stuff around them. I don't know. Planet sounds like a like an artisanal butter to me. I don't know why. I'm just saying it. Ever since I read this, I'm like, planet. <laughs> it just sounds like a punchline. Like, planet. Like, bazinga or whatever. Blamo. So, like, like I said, this team proposes a new class of exoplanet, and it's those that form directly around active supermassive black holes at the hearts of galaxies. And I guess, yeah, active black holes such as this are surrounded by accretion disks and uh, dust and swirling gas and all that stuff that you would need to make a, a planet or a planet, as we need to call it now. <laughs> what what and, was uh, wrong with planet? Again, as we learned, because it's not a planet, because a planet forms around stars, as we all know. Is that the true definition? It has to form around a star. I guess it has to orbit a star to be a planet. Otherwise, it's a planet or some random space object. (laughs) Right. So these these planets do form a lot like planets. Um, God, it's going to be like an astronomer teacher's nightmare. Like, I said planets, not planet. (laughs) You fail. All of you fail. I hate you. are stupid. Okay, so... So planets form around stars. So like for really quick, I'll say all the smart stuff. This this I stole this right from the article. So a clump in a, ga- a gas cloud gravitationally collapses in on itself, spinning. This is a protostar. As it spins, material from the surrounding cloud form a disk that feeds into it. While a little further away from the star, the material orbiting around stably, planets can form. That's in theory how a planet forms around a star. So to answer your question, yes, a planet is something that has to go around a star versus the planet. I want to say it again, planet. We'll have to go around the supermassive black hole. And uh, yeah, I have I have a little bit more information about planets. Like uh, basically, the farther away they are from the black hole, the bigger they can grow. At around 13 light years from the black hole, planets could range from 20 to 3,000 Earth masses. And just like most cool things, we can't actually detect these objects yet. <laughs> planets. Um, they are a more hypothetical thing right now, but. They, they're out there, baby. We all know. Oh, you um, you know the first time they detect one of these things, they're not going to call planet it. Planet Central. Oh, yeah. The the headline is not going to be the fact that they found it. The headline is going to be Planet. Like, we look at this planet. I know. Planet. 
planet. We capital. have an excuse it's to so, use this. So this is just a, a growing um, object that we're adding to hypothetical cosmic objects, and there's some <laughs> other ones. So we just talked about squeezars and planets, as we all know. But uh, there's also moon moons. Moon moons. Is that a moon that orbits a moon? It is the moon that orbits the moon. Yeah. A moon a moons of moon. And that's another. We haven't really found one yet, but it's out there. And then there's plunit. <laughs> a plunit. Plunit. Is this a uh, a a unit of plunits? A Plutos? A unit of Plutos. That's, that's a great guess, but it's not. These are moons of large exoplanets that get kicked out of planetary orbit into stellar orbit. Have you heard of the term a rogue planet? Yes. It's basically like a rogue moon, but a, it's called a plunit. A well, plunit. And so in theory, a, a plunit could maybe be ejected from, let's say, a Jupiter, let's say a Jupiter planet at a moon. And then that moon, just through all the bullshit surrounding, just get ejected. But it's so big, and, it's, and it starts doing some stable orbit around the sun, that could maybe become some planet, but it really technically would be a plunet. A, a plunet. plunet. Because we wouldn't yeah. be sure if it was from, or if it was originally a planet or a planet, right? It was mm. just, if it's just floating along. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, uh, exactly. Well, I mean, as far as we know, I guess planets could also be kicked out of yeah. their supermassive member, because planets, as we know, are supermassive black holes, so... Anyway, those are the four things we learned today. Plunits, moon moons, squeezars, and planets. I really like squeezars. What? I really like squeezars. Yeah, ditto. I've been saying planet to myself, like in the mirror, I'm like, planet. <laughs> it's, it's fun to say. Fuck planet, planet. Um, well, speaking of squeezars, I've got a story here about how a guy lost his squeezar. Do you want to hear about it? Oh, sh- so yes. he didn't say squeezars, so it must not be the balls. It must, be the, <laughs> <laughs> must be the shaft. Okay. Singular. Just uh, one, one squeezar. So his name's Mike, excuse me, Malcolm McDonald, and he's 45 and he lost his penis due to a blood infection. Man, now we did. Uh, we did blood now. What was your penis story you did like way back when? Probably 10, 15 episodes ago. Penis transplant. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah. right. They took one yeah, dong first... from this dude and put it yeah. on another dude. Yeah, and all the I did, I did a very in depth. In case people listening <laughs> to this one haven't heard about the penis transplant, I went way in depth of all the penis transplants. <laughs> And the ones that worked and the ones that didn't work. That's right. <laughs> I see. I remember thinking like when you first presented that story, I remember thinking the story was just in the first two minutes, but there was there was like 20 oh, minutes more to go. There was you meat had. in that sandwich everywhere. Yeah, every dude. part you beat, every every <laughs> part of the sandwich has a money in, pickle, mustard. It was all there. So uh, Malcolm McDonald, 45, lost his penis to a blood infection. And oh. after his fingers, toes, and penis turned black from sepsis mm. he knew he, he was... knew he had a problem and he went to the doctor yeah exactly he knew he was going to lose it oh yikes then it just fell off his body one day oh, oh. No. yeah well i mean at that point i mean yeah, I would never tug it off. You know, like, do you, you ever, like, pick at scabs or let them, or let them just fall off naturally? 
you know, I would not tug on that. I would let that one fall off that. <laughs> I do pick every oh, once in a while. I'll pick a little bit, but yeah, with that one, just he's yeah. like taking a shit. He woke up, stood up, and it was in there. <laughs> no, he said he said it <laughs> fell on the ground, and he had had this condition for a while, so he already like. Re, uh, what am I trying to say? Resigned to the idea that he was going to lose it. Yeah. And when it fell to the ground, he just looked at it and like sighed, picked it up, and threw it away. Oh, uh, I well, know. He didn't have a. He didn't have a funeral and bury it somewhere. <laughs> so or, or, or offer it to his dog at least. Oh my God! No, it's infected. <laughs> what? And gross. Oh, it's infected. Oh. Yeah. Maybe if it just cut <laughs> off naturally. Maybe. Maybe. You know, why, why the put dog it on would ice? Love and... you forever. <laughs> or actually, the dog would probably gain a taste. No, don't. Uh, you know what? Don't do that. I've decided. Yeah, you think it's a bad idea now? That might be a bad idea. So, after two years of binge drinking and deep depression, he heard tale of someone the doctors call the penis master. We've all heard of him. So, this manhood master, this wang wizard, turned out to be a oh. dong doctor named David Ralph. Yeah, but I was trying to think of something. <laughs> Together. Enos Smith. Dick. Dentist. Blank <laughs> man. Okay, fuck you. Whatever. Anyway. <laughs> the dick doctor. The dick doctor. Together, they custom designed a new penis. Out of older dicks? Uh, <laughs> no, or, no, no. What? They used uh, skin from his forearm as the shaft. Okay. And then they didn't go into detail about the rest of it, like, you know, where they got the sensitive parts of the head or how they crafted a head. But either way. Because it doesn't exist. It looks like a dick. Yeah, because it doesn't exist. Yeah. It's also longer, too. It's two inches longer than his previous penis. I mean. That's nice, I guess. Any guy would ask for that. Hey. Yeah. Hey, silver linings. Right? I lost the original, but the new one made of. The hacky sacks and the old <laughs> parts of my butt and shit. <laughs> all Two the, inches longer. All the sensitive parts of my fingertips and there's no way. Because that's the whole point of the dude. We did the dick transplant story. Like you, you just transplant it. You just transplant a new one. You don't build it from the ground up. <laughs> <laughs> we, we don't have that technology yet. Like dude, that's the cobbled together crazy shit, isn't it? Well. Uh, they are currently growing the penis on his arm. Oh. You know how we usually talk about like the, the mice growing some sort of ear or finger or what have you on the back? Yeah. So they're growing it on his arm, and then they'll probably have to kill him afterwards, you know? For sure. Just science. But the dick will live on. Yeah. The dick will live on, though. <laughs> and then they'll transplant it to somebody else. And that's what he wants anyway, right? <laughs> so he's like, yes, <laughs> save the dick at my own life's cost, if that. <laughs> I can save you or the penis, sir. Take me. Save the penis. Uh, the life I never can give him. So here's the trippy part. It's been growing on his arm for four years. The old dick arm, eh? At the bar, they call him dick arm. Why? It, well, you'll see. You'll see when he comes in. <laughs> when he comes in, you'll see. You'll see. <laughs> you'll see. <laughs> Why do they call him dick arm? Uh, no. It didn't say... Not as cool of a story as you think it is. <laughs> it didn't say where... On his arm, it was growing, but I like to imagine it was like on the underarm, right by the armpit, you know. So it's just it when he lifts his arm out, mm -hmm. it's just sticking there. 
I had the, that was my first thought too. Is like he's under the armpits, so he's just like smashing it all day, like <laughs> blah blah blah. But as you said that, I was thinking, I'm thinking more of a Spider Man thing. Like it's on the <sighs> wrist, just like ha, and he just like kind of reveals it, and he can like, like hold it like a <laughs> yeah. And then like the tip goes in his hand. He's like ha ha, like a wand. So he can pre- he can present it up like Vanna White almost. Like hey, have you seen this in my hand? Check this out. <laughs> I pulled this dick from this head. Like it's a. He's done the same trick for four years, dude. I know the reveal is the dick. I know, yeah. The first couple times at the bar, that would have been fun, but then everybody starts exactly. hearing about dick hands. Like, I get the gimmick. I get it. You're gonna reveal the dick at the end. You have any <laughs> other tricks? Uh, so the reason it's been on there for four years is it needed to grow for two, and then they were gonna transplant it to his uh, lower area. But um, he got sick before the first one. And so they had to postpone this the uh, procedure. And then scheduling conflicts got in the way of the second procedure. So now that COVID's here, it's just a big shit show. And he's just trying to get it figured I, out. I thought you were going to say he figured out like the longer it was on, the longer it got. <laughs> so it was like, we, they were like, we want to do it two years. Like, give it two more years. It's like, no, leave it on. No. <laughs> but uh, he should be getting it. Transplanted by 2019, by the end of 2019, I should say. Big stuff for that guy and her. Oh, wait a Harambe, minute. Why did I write 2019? Know. I don't know. How the fuck old is that story? Year now. Oh my god! I need to look <laughs> I was say. You know what? Yeah, I'm glad we listened to the show because yeah, I was sitting there like, yeah, and I'm like, wait, wait this, that was that was in the past. Checking the notes. I know, right? I told you I wasn't confident. Checking the database. I, that must be a typo, because that's crazy. Oh, uh, yeah. No, no, it's not. Oh, oh it checks out. <laughs> well, 2019, this took this, this story took place in the past. In the past, it took place. Either way, he's going to get that shit sorted out. That was really something interesting that, that I filed away if I ever become a cowboy. <laughs> um, You know, raising livestock and roping cattle and stuff. I've been watching a lot of Yellowstone, but- so I keep thinking about it's amazing how many of these contingency plans you have. We could just do a whole episode on your contingency plan. Like, what if I became a major league soccer player? I would. What if I did yeah. this? What if I exactly. ended up? I d- yeah, exactly. Yeah. If I was a soccer player, I would definitely buy my own plane. ASAP. <laughs> so what's this contingency plan about again? Uh, this one is about raising uh, cattle and what I would do. And so ah. basically, if you own livestock, something that could happen is animals eat them, right? Yep. So how how can we stop this from happening? Electric. Uh, there's fences, a couple of ways to stop guns. Yeah, there's, there's exactly. There's fences and stuff. Guard dogs. And there's a bunch of other ways too. Like you could pretty much shoot the animals too, or they even said poisoning in this one. Moat. But uh, this is taking place in Botswana, Akavango Delta region. Okay. I'm not quite sure where that is. I think it's in Africa somewhere. And uh, they have a lot of cattle, and they're always getting killed by um, big cats, lions, leopards, tigers. And so hmm. they found that if they painted eyes on the butts of the cows, this wouldn't happen. <laughs> really? They just paint eyes on the butts and the lions stay yes. away? Yes. <laughs> How detailed yes. of eyes? What are we talking about? I'll like, find the picture for you, but they were just like basically a standard eyeball, like a kind of a big one too, by the way. It looked like a big old, I mean, I guess a cow eye is kind of big. but Like a circle big, like, with a dot in it? Or like kind of an ovaly, yeah, exactly. Like ovaly, iris, oh, okay. dot. Type of deal, and it was on the butts of the of the cows, and basically by doing that, uh, they were less likely to be attacked by the lions and tigers, bears, all, all that stuff. Blah blah blah. And here's why. Here's why. 
So unless you have any, do you have any theories why? Well, yeah, because lions, I assume, would know when they're being watched, and if it's not a stealthy approach, they're not into it. They're cats. They don't like they don't like their parade being spoiled, so they'll just walk away and be cats. You're pretty much right. Yeah, right? The like, big cat, like lions, leopards, and tigers, are ambush predators. This means they rely on stalking their prey and retaining the element of surprise. So seeing the eyeballs, it is kind of they're like, oh, oh, they see me. And it's setting off that that pretty much that fuck off attitude. Yeah, whenever you see a cat like coming around the corner or being real sneaky, if you look at mm-hmm. it and it looks at you and you guys make eye contact, like it's over it. It's done. It's like, nah, uh, fuck you. Like mm-hmm. the surprise is gone. I'm over it. So. Exactly, exactly. So like I said, in this in this Botswana region is where this is happening. And so initially they focused on all the ambush predators, but it soon became clear that lions were responsible for most of it. Hmm. Lions this, were killing most of the cows and stuff. This also reminds me of like the insects, like um a uh like butterflies that develop uh, patterns on their wings that uh, look like eyeballs to mimic uh faces. Yeah, to mimic another owl. That would otherwise eat mm-hmm. them, or you know that kind of thing. Yeah, just uh, just enough to scare them off, type of deal. Yeah, it's very simple, right? You just kind of like boom, there's an eyeball, and it's gonna save some cows over the like the time of you know the study, pretty much. Smart. And they said during the study, um, I think it was a four year study, and it was a total of they studied two thousand sixty one cattle, and uh, during the study, they found that lions were less likely to attack the cattle if they had eyes painted on their on their rumps, and lions had killed eighteen cattle, leopard had killed one. And spotted hyenas have killed three. So the lions are the, the biggest people killing all these these cows. I wonder, is there a market for like googly eye cow butts? Like Google eyes for cow butts. Is that a market out there, you think? In Maybe. I'm, I almost feel like the picture would be better because you want the eyeball looking kind of out versus the, wouldn't the pupil be looking down all the time? <laughs> oh, we can play right? with it. We can play with it. Did you, you send know, the picture to the like group that. chat? Oh. Uh, I will write. Oh, oh you don't have to. Yeah. <laughs> okay, good. Because I can't find it right now. Okay. Uh, but, but it's, uh, uh, if you gave me a second, if you want to edit it out, I can send it to you. No, no, no. Just put it in the, uh, okay. put it in the Instagram. I'll catch you later. Okay. Okay. BTMT um, underscore podcast. But yeah, uh, what they did was they painted actually, uh, to do the study, they painted one third of the cow with the eye, one third with a simple cross mark, and then one just, they left them unmarked. <laughs> and the ones that were, with, with the eyeball, were significantly less, more likely to survive than the unpainted across ones. In fact, none of the 683 painted eye cows were killed by ambush predators during the four-year study. Oh, wow. While 15 of the unpainted were killed and four of the of the cross-painted cattle were killed. Either Are, are lions that stupid? These eyeballs... Yeah, I guess. I mean, they're, I mean, not that they're stupid, but I mean, it's still... It's different. What if they... These cows are... They have, they have eyes on their ass. These I, are different animals. I got to see these ass eyebrow, eyeballs. Uh, okay, God, I'll send it to you. Fuck cow. you. I'm going to send it to you. I have it like, God. It's actually like right here in my history. I, know, I was going to take two seconds. I know. Oh, okay. There it is. It's, um, yeah, it, it's, I, I, when I say, when I heard cow, I expected black and white splotchy cows. These look oh. like they're all brown cows and the eyeball on them yeah. is painted with black and white paint. So you get the white of the eye of the eye and then I didn't think about that they use the black around it to give it a little more detailed make it look more realistic frankly yeah. i was that's expecting a good point these are brown cows people brown cows people <laughs> yeah i was just straight up expecting a um like a like a target symbol like just a circle with a dot but these look mm-hmm. pretty real for 
you know, if you're looking at this thing uh, from yards away, uh, and I guess you're you're just catching glimpses of it. I mean, yeah, I, th- I thought it was a pretty decent little eyeball. It just, but it's basically yeah, just like an outline, and then the iris and the white part. Okay, but okay. um, they got me back on board. Another, okay, but an, one kind of cool thing about the study is, remember how I mentioned they did one third the eyeball, one third of the like a cross mark. And a third of them with nothing. Yes. The cattle marked with the simple crosses were significantly more likely to survive than unmarked cattle of the same herd. So even the cross mark helped in some degree. Huh. Or it could be that type of evidence where it just it just for some reason didn't contradict that yet. You're right. There's just more study needs to be done. Exactly. Exactly. But it is it's kind of interesting. And then the last thing I mentioned is maybe after a while, maybe the it's called habituation. The predators may get used to and eventually ignore this deterrent. So maybe they might they might learn like, hey, that's don't don't trust the butt eyeball, trust the front eyeball. All right, it's been Indy. A, was that that's it? Quote. That was your quote. Yeah, that's the quote from a move from the movie Indiana Jones. Yes, it is. You know which one? Yeah, that's Temple of Doom, that, right? That was the second one. Good call. Don't don't fucking throw this at me. Like we're gonna have another goddamn quiz, and I'm gonna have to beat your ass in that one too. Don't do that. Ooh. Be my ass in an Indiana Jones quiz any day. Hey, it. it was Mr. East Choice. I could always change my mind. So you couldn't because you <laughs> suck at Indiana Jones. And we all know it. Have you even been on? Did you know there's a ride at Disneyland, bro? Whoa. Anyway. All right. Well, I got a story here about AI. We oh, love our AI. Yeah. Yeah. A few episodes ago, we did a story about a, an AI comedian. Do you remember that? Yes. I do. And. We pretty much dismissed it because it wasn't writing its own material, which is the hardest part of being a comedian. Yeah. It just was a tape recorder. Essentially, yeah. It was a tape yeah. recorder with different uh, uh, variables that it could detect in the audience and react. But ultimately, mm-hmm. just a tape recorder. Um, well, this new AI, uh, scientists out of Charles University are teaming with Svanda Theater and the Academy of Performing Arts in Prague to develop the first play written by an AI. Every time you read stuff like written by AIs, they always just use all the buzzwords that they read from all this dialogue and shit. Well, I mean, this is supposed to be a true AI, a thinking machine that will develop a story based on whatever they uh, programmed into its... Obviously, everything needs to be programmed, right? All of this is programmed... It's it for sure, but no, I know what you mean though. Like, because you hear because AI learning is a thing, because yes, keep hearing that more and more. So, obviously, it's doing something. I'm pursuing it right now, but I know it is, but like, it's it's something like that. So, but I know, like, I always see it. I read it. People like, oh, I I I told this AI to read all the Spider Man comics, I told it to write a comic book thing. It's like Spider Man web slings across New York City, which is like, you know. <laughs> So standard, anything. It just kind of is a bunch of just standard, bland, like, and he does this. It's almost like it analyzes every number and word and goes, like, okay, web is used the most. I'm going to say web at some point. Yes, I would agree with you there. It's it's very basic. I, mean, that's what I know about it. I don't know if this is like that or. I imagine it would be to some degree. It's probably going to read a bunch of um, uh, plays and then put something together similarly to what it knows from the plays and what it's been told its end goal is and all of that. Mm -hmm. So you're right. Like 
ultimately we haven't cracked the creativity barrier with these things, which that'd be scary. Yeah. If yeah. we did, that'd be scary if we did. But uh no, I'd be, I'd be down. they're hoping the script will be finished in September. So that's very oh, soon. Wow. And that then very soon. COVID notwithstanding, they hope to premiere in January 2021. They should build robot audiences too to see it. <laughs> so funny part, a- <laughs> it's based on um, it, the reason they're doing this now is a hundred years ago, some guy wrote a play about automation and how it's going to put everybody out of the job and blah, blah, blah. And so uh, they're letting a robot write a play, ironically, because, you know, a human would have done that before. So <laughs> I don't know what their message is here. Like, he was right. Look at us. Look at it go. Yeah, no, basically, you know what's really going to happen is someone someone on the staff can't write worth shit. So they wrote, like, a mediocre play that everyone's like, this is mediocre at best. I could have shed a better one. But then he's just going to smuggle it into the AI's one. And they're going to be like, this is gold. An AI wrote this. And then, like, 20 years from now, they're like, it was me. I deserve the praise. And it'll be a whole thing. So I know you are a trained writer, man. You went to school for writing. You did some writing. What? How do you feel about a robot potentially taking your creative job? He could do it. Because <laughs> <laughs> he would have the he'd have the motivation to do it, which I never really did. And so he'd have that going for him. Because actually, they do say writing is half of it is just doing it, honestly, right? You could be the most creative person in the world, but if you never do it. Mm. So if this robot 24-7 doesn't have to sleep or do anything, isn't it? It's the same thing they say a monkey typing away at a keyboard eventually is going to write Hamlet. But, you know, that's because he's going to touch everything and have a million years to do it. So, you know, I'm not saying this AI couldn't do something like that and catch on to some type of something. And it has this, it has this in the whole we'll never have to sleep thing. We have to destroy this thing. I and just, then we have to destroy the moon. They keep wanting to industrialize or uh, mechanize the creative industry. And as someone who works in the creative industry, like, I feel like that's my last bastion of uh, humanity within the the commercial industries. Gonna. I can't do that. I mean, basically once they start doing that, then it is an AI and deserves rights and all that shit. Like if it's, if some, if it's really creating something amazing, I mean, I guess you're just saying it's like right now it's mathematically just, doing a good job i guess i don't know we don't know we haven't read this thing it's gonna suck i'm gonna i'm not supporting it oh i totally agree it's gonna suck it's gonna be just like you're saying man walk into salon do good <laughs> things like. do good thing <laughs> he saved woman woman like him sing beautiful song now la 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 <laughs> sing song that rhymes with this and that yeah 2021 right, i'm gonna send you guys another picture that i'm gonna we're going to post this on the Instagram. Sean, please describe to the audience what you're seeing right now. Don't read the top part. It looks like yes. a... Uh, I, it's a... Mr. E, do you, what is that? It's a pipe. Some sort of pipe or access hole. It kind of looks like a smaller manhole. Almost like something that was used for underground plumbing or something. And it's very obviously welded shut. Very yeah. tightly, but twenty around twenty bolts. Ooh, how do you know it was welded shut? Is a um, weld mark on it or something? Uh, I mean, you can just tell. Interesting. Well, it is welded shut. Yeah. So, what you guys are looking at? They described it for you guys, and they're pretty much right. Like, it looks like it's in an abandoned area, but it's a um, 
It's a welded shut cap of a borehole. Hmm. Oh. We're going to learn some new terms. Borehole. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, a planet's borehole. Yeah, can Blanet. I put my We're squeeze in there? I, I'm bringing it back to planets. No, it's a planet. Um, so this this is in uh, this picture you're seeing is in Western Russia, and it's in the rubble of this old, pretty much like a laboratory, if you will. And it's a, like I said, it's a large metal disc bolted to the ground, and it's a welded shut cap of a borehole that goes more than 7.5 miles into the earth. Ooh. Wow. Okay. That's it is the That is, what you're looking at right there is the deepest hole we've ever dug into our planet. And where is this Sheesh. again? That's in Western Russia. Oh, of course. <laughs> in Western Russia, and it's in, like I said, it's an abandoned area now. And that's why, like like you said, that borehole's been welded shut and everything. But if you opened it, that's the hole to the farthest that we've ever dug into our planet to this day still. Ooh, that's that's kind of creepy. I love it. So what do we know? Why does it exist? Or No one knows. It just exists. It just all of a sudden showed up. Um, that's that's a lie. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, so, it's, so it's called the Cola Super Deep Borehole. And it was actually done for science. And uh, like I said, it's the deepest hole we've ever dug. It's deeper than the deepest point in the ocean, the Mariana Trench. I looked into it. Mariana Trench is, is seven miles, and this is 7.5. Wow. That's why this thing even beats wow, that. that wow, nice. that is pretty cool, right? And yes. so the Soviet, science, the Soviet scientists started drilling down into the Earth's surface during the 1970s. And they did it to find out more about the contents of the planet's crust. So this was like for science stuff. People like, like this is just pure just what's down there. And wow. uh, I like this this quote they were saying. They're saying uh, this guy was like, "We know less about what's under our feet than the than the other side of the solar system." I mean, even though yeah, I was like, "How do they they know the mantle and crust and the and the core and all that shit?" So I don't know what that means, but still, they he was like, "Oh, if you whatever get high and mighty with that, how are you gonna I figure know, that I, out?" I know they love saying these quotes like, "Oh, we know more about this than that. We're stupid. How dare us?" At like, least okay, the ocean like, exploring the ocean is somewhat feasible. Like, ah, I, I want to know this what every like square the, inch beneath me looks like. Like, okay. Shaking hands with the devil himself down here. Like, that's like a, that's how Bill Burr always says he's like shaking hands with the devil himself at the coal mine. So, um, so over the, so this started in the 1970s and over the next 24 years, the scientists kept at it and, and they, um, they didn't get, they didn't go down as far as they're hoping to go. They're hoping to go nine miles, but, uh, in 1994, they made it just over 12, 12, uh, kilometers which is like i said the 7.5 miles so they basically stopped in 1994 and that's why that's like at this point it's 26 years ago so the site's like abandoned and shit so there's like pictures of the outside it's like a it's like a falling collapsing area and if you go into it there's just like i said that weird um rusted looking welded shed borehole but that thing is the deepest hole ever dug ever and just sitting there it's just sitting just sitting there do we know why they stopped I don't really have that information. I assume everyone was assassinated. They found aliens, but I don't. I don't want to spread any rumors. Right? They dug so through a mole know. man or like one of the lizard exactly. people, like, and I was like, "Stop!" Yeah, they heard. <laughs> oh, they heard yeah. a voice from inside the pipe. Actually, I lied earlier. I do know. I do have that information. I, I thought for some reason as I was doing the story, I was like, I don't know the the political reasons why they stopped, but actually, there's physical reasons why they stopped. So I do know why they stopped. Um, but some of the some of the cool stuff they found by doing this is. Um, there's water at 12,000 kilometers or 7.5 miles into the Earth's crust, which okay. scientists wouldn't have even thought possible. Huh. So they found water down there, which is cool because that that pressure and all that stuff. I remember watching more of the video. They were saying like it leaches out of the rocks and like crystals are 
there's a lot of pressure and heat down there. So they were shocked. It was water down there. That's very cool. And almost uh, 4.4 miles down there, they found microscopic fossils of 24 species of long dead single celled organisms. Wow. How do you find those? That's crazy. They just, that's like I said, that borehole is not that big. So they, that's like all the stuff they just found. It's just, they went deep, but like, it's just not that much area they they covered too. If you think about it. And so, and then they also gained access to the rocks that are 2.7 billion years old, which is awesome. But then the rocks became a challenges that they couldn't overcome. This is why they stopped ah. uh, because they, they started reaching temperatures of 180 degrees Celsius, which is 350, 356 degrees Fahrenheit. Yeah. And that was about like 80 degrees Celsius hotter than they predicted. They just couldn't get past the heat. And that's huh. why they stopped. Bummer. But still, what, I don't know why it's abandoned, though. Like, if you look at the picture, it's all like abandoned and like looks like it was on fire. It looks like like a like a meth house or something. And I'm like, why? Why That should be like, I don't know, preserved and someone should be making money on tickets or something. I don't know. Agreed. It should be like some sort of state sponsored museum where it's like, check something. out, check out deep we dug. And here's an actual core sample. It's like and 24 years they did this. Yeah. Can at least put a little picket sign there or something. Right. Yeah, Russia don't give a fuck. That you're well, yeah, we're very used to what we would see here at a national park. Like, we, we put signs next to everything. Like, here's you know, yeah. where John Muir took a shit for the first time in Yosemite. And here's I know, like, yeah, it's all over the place. Just info, yeah, info everywhere. That's funny. And one last <laughs> statistic of this one, but uh, basically, the that hole is 0.002 percent to the middle of the earth. 0. 0.002. Point zero zero two percent of the earth. Wow. So, that's as and that's as far, like I said, that's the deepest hole. And when it says us, that's like humans. As far as we know, maybe again, maybe the Pentagon's talking to the mole men down there at 10, 10 miles or something. <laughs> but so far as far as as far as the public is, it's seven point five miles, which is deeper than the Marianas Trench. The Illuminati lizards down there. Exactly. They're working with the trench people. Control the uh I knew it. The McDonald's supply to East Asia. I knew it. Well, speaking of conspiracy theories, I have a new one here actually about a uh, a, a ship that was discovered, an ice ship that was discovered on Google Earth. Ice ship? Does, so, it, does that mean it's made of ice or it's traveling through the ice? Well, you tell me. Maybe both. Um. So some YouTuber here, uh, YouTuber M R M B B three three three. Easiest name ever. Why would you I know, change right? it? I uh, trust that name. <laughs> he he found this thing, and what it is is it's a picture from Google Earth of something stuck in the ice between Antarctica and New Zealand. It's about four hundred feet long, and it looks Ooh. like a uh, like a ship. You have the picture you can send us. <laughs> all right Damn. whoa yeah so that's the ship oh this looks okay this looks like a ship made of ice oh, that picture looks like it's the surface of the moon it's weird <laughs> so that almost just looks like a like a yeah just an ice formation that looks like a ship or i guess it's say i guess it could be like a the crust like a like an ice thing formed on a ship it oh, okay. Okay. could be either of those. Um, it could be a 400-foot yacht just sitting off the coast of Antarctica. You know, who knows? It's probably not. You know what this reminds me of is the uh, the face it's on probably Mars. Probably not. Oh, yeah. Have you guys ever seen the face on Mars? 
Yeah, just like a mound of dirt, which is oh yeah, I, love to, I totally recognize that. If yeah. you see three dots, humans love seeing faces in it. Oh well, that's our our brain is wired to connect patterns and whatnot. That's why we are some of the best computers ever. Because computer, we are better at connecting patterns than computers. Yeah, it's fuck you, AI writing uh, robot. What? It's also another reason why people often think they see faces in ghost pictures or pictures taken from haunted locations because their brain is looking for patterns to materialize into familiar patterns. Mm-hmm. Uh, so no expedition has been launched to find this thing because nobody gives a shit. It's not worth it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but I love... This is, this is right in the article here. Yeah, exactly. Conspiracy theories. That's all this is. Just conspiracy bullshit and blah, blah, blah. I will admit, like, when you zoom out, it does look different. Like, when you, when you zoom in, like, that just could be an ice formation. But we zoom out and, like, everything looks normal. And then there's, like, this boat-looking thing just lit. Oh, that's it. That's it's it. It's interesting. We'll post this on the Instagram. It's going to be, maybe it's Bat Boy. You've got a lot to post to the Instagram. You get a ghost ship. Um... I, know. I always wait till the to the synopsis and I listen again. <laughs> yeah, you know, get some Russian hole cow eyes. Yeah, I got to do the whole the cow, I got to do all this stuff. I know. And then Mister E and I were talking about Randy Savage before we started, so I've got a bunch of pictures of Randy <laughs> Savage in my <laughs> my browser here. Oh, those. Three minutes. Post them to the story. I just... <laughs> Old is ready. Old is ready. <laughs> It's playtime. We got three minutes of me time. All right. Join us next time when Max tells us about how he became, he was actually originally cast as Indiana Jones. This show belongs in a museum. All right. Well, thank you for joining us on Better Than Most Things. Please keep in mind we are enthusiasts, not experts. If you want to know more about the topics we discussed here, we encourage you to research them for yourself. Let us know if we miss anything. And as always, submit your questions or interesting topics to our Discord. For all the latest updates, subscribe to our Twitter, Instagram, at btmt underscore podcast, and please rate and subscribe on your podcast app.